Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Dave and Jacqueline bring you up close and personal to the innovators, contributors, and creative minds in and around technology today. Visit their website at www.technologyexpresso.com. There you will find their broadcast with guests from all across the technology spectrum, their social media handles, and related content. So sit back with Dave and Jacqueline as they serve up Technology Expresso, fast, hot, and intense. And hello, and good afternoon, everyone. It's afternoon here in Atlanta, where I'm broadcasting from. This is Jacqueline Sanders, um, and we have an afternoon edition. And happy to continue a one of our series. This is our how-to series, and we have our co-host, our special co-host, Sharon Simmons, which a lot of you have been following along, but if not, please visit our archives at technologyexpresso.com, and you can follow her journey. Sharon is a mother, a grandmother, a sister, a motivational speaker, and an entrepreneur. Um, I should say a, a tech or app entrepreneur. Uh, Sharon actually created both a software company, Trilofagar Solutions, and I'm sorry, Sharon, for butchering that. Um, you can correct me. Um, and she also created an app, I Got Them app, and she also authored a book, Get That App Out of Your Head, so that you can follow in her footsteps. But this particular series is about how she created the app and her journey as she um, takes it and gets it promoted, gets it out and in the hands to help people, help people to be safer and to report crimes. But I'll stop there and say, hello, Sharon, how are you? Good afternoon, Jacqueline. I'm doing great. Excellent. As always, great to have you on the show. And the awesome part about this series, we started this series at the beginning of the year, and every month or so, about mid-month, we get together and you bring us different guests, people that have been, make up your team of professionals that help you take their app and get it on the world stage and get it in front of people. And today's show is no different. You have someone very special lined up that's going to be talking with us today. So, Sharon, why don't you share with us who our special guest is? Well, today our special guest is Kwame Anku, and he he will he will tell you what his what his job title is. But we met at um, Startup Weekend in Oakland, California, for Black Male Achievement, and it was. Uh, it, it was it was really a great opportunity for us to meet. So did you want me to oh, you thank you. introduce him? Oh, I'll open the mic and say, hello, Kwame, are you there? I am. Good afternoon, good morning. Uh, it's exciting to be here on the show, excited to share uh, some ideas and some thoughts. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, welcome to the show. Um, and here on Technology Expresso, we talk about all things that are related to, to STEM, where it's science, technology, engineering, and math. So why don't you take us through your background and your journey and what, what your passion is around uh, the STEM and promoting STEM? Absolutely. Well, again, my name is Kwame Anku, and I'm the Director of Strategic Development for Yes, We Code. And Yes, We Code is a national organization that's based in Oakland, California, with a very strong, powerful, and wide-reaching mission to help train 100,000 of our youth of color to become world-class coders, leaders in STEM, leaders in the technology innovation economy. Uh, we're you know, focused and dedicated to do that from Maine to California, Michigan to Texas. And uh, so I'm in a very uh, exciting place because I get to be part of a incredible team with an idea that was actually started by 
uh, the legendary rock star Prince, uh, and CNN commentator, political commentator Van Jones. Uh, and so when you have kind of two big powerhouses like that where you know, created this idea and helped to launch it last year at the Essence Festival, you know, it, it means that you've got a pretty extraordinary um, set of leaders. Obviously, it's a very big idea, but we're up for the challenge. And uh, I'm very passionate about this idea of getting our young people on the forefront of this technology innovation economy, uh, quite frankly, for a lot of reasons. I mean, I think historically, when you look at all of the different issues that have kept us out of the mainstream, it could have been economic redlining, it could have been uh, segregation, uh, it could have been 300 years of slavery, whatever the, the thing is. What this technology allows us to do is to not only catch up and make up for lost time, but also to have a quantum leap ahead that with technology today, when you think that with you know, a laptop, you can create Twitter or Facebook. Right? So I can't imagine in the history of the world where you could create a $100 million company using a device that costs $500. Uh, and that's where we find ourselves today. The disconnect is that our young people are not aware of the opportunities. They're downloading apps, not thinking about the fact that they can upload an app. They can monetize that. They can be entrepreneurs, techpreneurs, if you will. So a lot of what we do at this point is to be able to create that awareness uh, so that young people know that there's an extraordinary opportunity, there's great paying jobs in this sector. Yes, they've got the skill. Yes, they've got the aptitude. Yes, they've got the intelligence. And there are a lot of opportunities for them. So we're very passionate about this. Of course, I'm a father. Uh, so, you know, this, this is near and dear to my heart personally. Uh, I want to make sure that my son feels 100% confident uh, that he can be anything that he wants. He can be a leader in this space. I want to make sure that my son and, and hundreds of thousands of young people like him uh, have that exposure, have that awareness, and that we, uh, as you know, the older generation, provide a pathway to prosperity. Uh, and so I'm very, very excited uh, about our work and, of course, the work that's happening across the country. And was just ecstatic to get a chance to meet Sharon and start to help her in her journey as well. We'll talk about that. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, we can relate to you on so many levels because, again, Technology Expresso, we like to provide a, a platform to get the message and the story out and that's our passion as well. And that's why, you know, along the lines of what you're you're saying, um, for the young people to raise the awareness, and this is a tool in their hands that can not only that they, they need, it's, it's going to be a necessity for their generation, but it's also something that gets them ahead of the curve. Um, it's just a, a, a process of awakening. And one of things that I think also to touch upon and to tie into Sharon's story as well is we got to make sure parents and grandparents are making sure that they know about these programs and don't shy away from getting the young people to and and involved in these different programs, um, either like the ones that, that you started um, and the ones that Sharon has participated in, some that I've participated in. Um, the parents have to get them out there. And what I like about Sharon's background and story, uh, as it says, she's a, a mother and a grandmother, but she stepped out there, not growing up with technology around the way young people have, but she didn't let it intimidate her. And here she has created an app and um, going through the process of getting the recognition for that app. And so, Sharon, I want I want to hear from you from your perspective, your first meeting of Kwame, and how did that all come about, and and um, your your how your relationship with Kwame has evolved. Well, the way this all came about is I was invited to the startup weekend, Black Mills uh, Black Mill Achievement, and um, I was invited by a Yori. Uh, and I was asked to be a super mentor at the hackathon. And this was a great opportunity for me to bring my two grandsons. I have one that's 13 and one that's 16. And they both um, love technology, but they spend a lot of time on the uh, gaming side of, you know, technology instead of the 
producing side, and I wanted them to experience what what I've experienced um, in technology and on the developing side. Um, at that young age, you know, I, I'm thinking here's your opportunity where I can put you on track and this could propel your whole career into technology. Um, I have one that's a gamer, and then I have um, the oldest one is very, you know, getting very good grades in science, math, biology, and he loves math. So I thought here is a great opportunity to get them in a group of young boys their age um, that look like them and um, fly them to Oakland, California, and just, you know, take that journey with, you know, their grandmother. So we get to the um, to the hackathon, and they really don't know what to expect. But it it was a um, uh, a, a venue that had it was very beautiful inside. It had um, many rooms. Um, some rooms were glass rooms where you can actually see people uh, in the rooms uh, hacking out um, different ideals. So to them, they were like, "Wow, this is something really, really um, different." And they they really didn't get the gist of it until they saw um, everybody in in groups uh, and actually expressing their ideals on how to to create apps. So we split up. Um, I was not on their team. They got a chance to be on their separate teams, and I got a chance to walk around and see them uh, collaborate with the developers, with um, graphic designers, um, advisors, and I'm watching them interact, and I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm a proud grandma because this is what I want them to see. I want them to see the side where where the brain works, the brain is, is contributing, the creativity is contributing to um, these games. And so, of course, it worked, but as I walked around, um, before I, I get to the part that, where I met um, Kwame, um, my my team actually won. I actually coached my team in the first place, so they were really really excited that um, that I was <laughs> that I was able to do that. But back to um, Kwame, um, I I saw Van Jones there, and you know if if you've been following me over the last six months, you probably picked up that I am very relentless, and I do things on purpose. And this was a, and you know, um, I think maybe I should save some of this because we want um, Kwame to speak as much as he can because we only we only have thirty minutes for him. So um, I, I, you know, I want, don't want to go into the full story because I want to save some for him. But we met um, because um, I I wanted to meet Van Jones and tell him my story, and I told myself, you have one minute to pitch your story and give him and put your business card in his hand. This is your one opportunity to do it, so do it. So I got in line, and I introduced myself. I did it in one minute. I handed my business card when I, when I finished, and he looked at me, and he said, where have you been? <laughs> and he hugged me, and he's like, where have you been? He, and he turned around, and he looked for um, one of, I don't know, her, her position with the company, but he asked for a, um, another lady to pull me to the side and get my story. So, and this is how I met Kwame because he was the um, person that was working on the production of doing, you know, doing videos of the event. So this is how we met. And then we stayed in touch. And from there, we, I was able to, um, to participate in other hackathons that he, that he invited me to attend. This is how we met. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> um, great story. And again, um, opportunity being in the right place um, and being prepared um, for those opportunities, being able to do your pitch, your business cards. These are all things mm-hmm. that we've been um, talking about. And and so, Kwame, I wanted to ask you, can you talk to, you, you talked about the, the, the programs and when you meet people like Sharon, and I'm sure you're also um, exposed to, to young people, what message might you share with them ab- about 
you know, going from the ideal stage to to um, the the opportunities and how to take it to the next level, and then also how to get connected with your organization and, and to participate. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would actually start there, right? I mean, when you go to yesweekcode.org, you're entering into, you know, a portal which can connect to people all over the country that are doing the kind of work that you may want to do as a young person, that are creating the resources that you may need as a young person, uh, that are creating the relationships that you certainly are going to need. Uh, and so I think in a lot of ways, you know, Jacqueline, the, the excuses just don't exist anymore. I mean, I, you know, I grew up in a time where obviously there was no Internet. So if I was growing up as a 14-year-old kid in Cleveland, Ohio, and I wanted to find out what was happening in Los Angeles, there was literally no way to do that, right? So when you are there, 14, and you live in Atlanta, and you can, on your phone, get connected to Yes We Code or the Keno Labs, or the Code 2040, or the Girls Who Code, or Black Girls Code, you can get connected to the whole planet. There's just really no excuse. Um, the key thing is to be clear with yourself that this is something that you want to be a part of, that you want to learn about, and to, and to believe that there's people who already have the tools, the resources, and the information that you need. It's the onus is on the young person to just get connected. And with YesWeCode.org, we made it really simple. Right? because we have a tool in there that we designed with Facebook that will allow young people to find out about coding organizations close to them, training programs close to them, networks that they can get connected to, an incredible clearinghouse and resource. And then they can start to call and email the people who they meet uh, to get connected uh, so they can be a part of this. So I think that, that that's what I would say in terms of you know how folks can get connected to us uh, and the importance for young people. The, the other message that we really want to get out uh, to young people is this. This is a once-in-a-millennial opportunity. I mean, when you think about one of the hackathons that we did in Philadelphia, uh, we did a, a hackathon with My Brother's Keeper, with White House Initiative, uh, was from MSNBC. We had the mayor uh, of Philadelphia there, Mayor Nutter, who's known nationally. Uh, we did that with Kino Labs, again, out in Oakland. And, we, you know, in that particular hackathon, you had a nine-year-old child who his idea placed third place, and he won best business model in the whole hackathon. I just can't think of another time in history where children, we're talking nine, or young, you know, middle school kids, 12, 13, high school students, 15, 17 years old, are working with top-level executives to create ideas, business ideas, uh, that are being recognized, applauded. We had investors there who were talking about their interest in investing in his idea. He's not, right? So we don't want any young person to miss this opportunity, and we know that every young person is not a coder, right? We get that. But the tech innovation space is open to all kinds of, uh, of you know, creative needs. It could be a project manager. It could be a graphic designer, right? It could be a coder. Uh, it could be a team leader. Whatever your passion is, there's a seat for you at the table, and, you know, and I would be remiss to say it's also people aren't paying attention. It's also a very lucrative industry. You know, when you think about a starting salary for a coder, right, right now on the low end is $65,000 a year, right? Uh, in Silicon Valley, that can be as high as $90,000. Uh, and you don't need a college degree for that. Now, we're not saying we don't want our kids to go to college, but what we're saying is that you know, there might be a young person out there who's 19 or 20. And it may, may not have gone to college, but is interested and thinks that there's no way they can be a part of it. We want to let them know the message is, yes, you can. You can be a part of this. You just have to take the initiative. But the tools and the resources uh, and the pathway is set there for you. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing with us. We're talking with Kwame and if I have the most current information, you're founder of New Dawn Omnimedia, currently consulting for Dream Corps Unlimited uh, as the director of strategic development for hashtag Yes We Code. Um, and we're, we're just talking about exposure and awareness for our young people. And there's, there's so many um, compete, competitions for young people and their attention. Something you said that I think is important, like you said, young people can get into coding, um, get that exposure, just even an understanding of what goes on behind the scenes to design and create 
the different games that they play, the apps that they use every day, um, and whether or not they, they go on and this to be their profession. And like you said, young people are, and I want to also emphasize, are winning scholarships in these competitions. Um, they are... Uh, they they can even I've seen young people even starting their own businesses, creating websites. And I dare say, uh, like you said, we don't necessarily want to distract them from college. Maybe this is how they fund college. Uh, this is the, the the new way to be self sufficient, um, even as a young person. So there's so many avenues and opportunities. In your opinion, from what you've seen, the the tide because. You know, we see it in media. Steam is popping up and STEM. We're seeing people talking about it. Is it just uh, uh, those who are aware talking among themselves? Or are you think we're hitting the, some of the areas that are hurting the most? And if not, what, what, what do you think is next? How do we get to the, the people who are really on the, maybe the outer fringes? What are your thoughts? Sure. And, and just I want to make sure I'm understanding correctly. Are you saying... Are you, are you asking how effective I think we are so far in terms of communicating this message to a widespread audience, if there's these opportunities, uh, or is there still work to be done? Is that kind of what you're asking? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, that's, that's a question, honestly, I ask myself every day. As, as the director of strategic development, yes, we know, in part, that's actually, uh, you know, a large part of my focus. And I, I think that we're still at the beginning stage. Uh, as I travel around the communities um, across the country, and, it, and it's not even just what we might say kind of the, you know, on the, on the outer uh, edges and the outer fringes. I mean, it's really most communities today, if you go to uh, any urban community, they say, hey, do you know what a coder is? Most folks will say no. If you say, do you know uh, what the starting salary is for as a coder? Most folks will say no. And one of the great things that Van Jones does and, has all of us doing when we speak to young people. We'll ask an audience of young people, hundreds of young people, you know, how many of you have a smartphone? And obviously they all raise their hand. And then we say, how many of you have ever downloaded an app? And, of course, you know, all the hands go up. And they're kind of laughing and saying, you know, you're asking obvious questions. But then when we ask the question, how many of you have ever uploaded an app? It gets very quiet, right? And I think a lot of what we have to do today is to communicate, expose, right, even the idea that all of these apps that you're using all day long, you're, you're a consumer of that app. But as Sharon said, you're not a producer of that app. And, you know, there's a, a, economics in that arena is very simple. If you're consuming, you're paying. And if you're not paying for the actual app because it's free, you're still enabling the producer to monetize your usage, right? Case in point, Facebook, right? Facebook is free, and it says on the on the website it's free, and it's always going to be free. Well, if it's if it's free, and it's always going to be free, how does how is it a multi billion dollar market capitalization company, right? Because it's the fact that billion over a billion people use it, right? They're able to monetize that audience, and so as young people start, and young people are smart, they'll figure, they they can do the math. It's just they need to be exposed to the equation. Right, so once they go, huh? Yeah, I spend seven hours a day playing with these apps, and I've downloaded six hundred apps. All these people I'm downloading somehow are making money for me doing this. Well, I've got ideas. I'm creative. How could I create an app? And quite frankly, most of them have a lot of cool ideas, right? If you, if you just ask, you know, any young person today, fourteen, fifteen years old, hey, listen, if you could create an app, what would you create? Probably nine out of ten of them could answer that question at the snap of a finger. Because they've actually thought about it. What they haven't thought about is the next step. How do I actually build that? And how do I, how do I create a business? And how do I monetize that? That, that, that? That's the part they literally haven't been exposed to. So this is why the hackathons, the startup weekends, you know, these kind of um, uh, you know, media opportunities, you know, we're going to be uh, on MSNBC tomorrow. I've got to do a quick plug for that uh, on the show this cycle. Uh, and they're coming out to Oakland. California. We're doing a Yes We Code uh, MSNBC Growing Hope in Oakland, and we're going to be having this exact same conversation with a national audience. So I think that we're on the right road. I, I think that by the end of next year, not just Yes We Code, but all the extraordinary folks like yourself that are committed to uh, you know this transformation, 
Now, I think that by the end of next year that we will have gotten the message out to the, the core audience. Millions and millions of people will know, will be excited about, will be actively engaging uh, in training, uh, in preparation, in creation, in funding, uh, and they'll be part of designing this information, this technology uh, innovation economy. You know, one of the messages, and I'll end with this, the question that, you know, we always ask the young people, and quite frankly, we're putting it out really to everybody, is do you want to be designing the society of the future or do you want to be led into it by someone else designing it for you? Right? That's really the question. And most people when pose that question and say, you know, I want to be designing that future. Well, in order to design it, you've got to be in the room, right? You have to have the skill set. You've got to be a part of the team uh, to make that happen. So I think the message is getting out. I would say probably by the end of next year, most people have gotten the message, and certainly enough critical mass will have been achieved, uh, and we'll be on the right road uh, creating this pathway to prosperity. Wow. I, that, is, that is powerful. Uh, I love so many things that you, you said. I, I'm scribbling down here. The innovation economy uh, and the, the transformation, and I think of the transformation of the of mindset in, in a way. We, we're going to have to change the way people are thinking and looking at jobs and careers and businesses of the future. And even looking at, the, the like you said, the, the games and the smartphones that they have in their hands and change their mindsets from just being users to being the producers and innovators and how to monetize that. And I think that, and I know that we appreciate, we're speaking with Kwame, and we appreciate your time. And I know that we're limited on time, um, but that also ties to uh, once you and Sharon met is you have been helping her also from the perspective of helping her monetize and come up with a business strategy uh, for her application and setting up that type of mindset, whether it's around the app or whatever it is that people want to build or, or create in their lifetime, that's the, that's the next question that people have to, to um, tackle. And so maybe before we, we um, let, before you have to leave us, one of the questions is kind of explaining to people understanding that beyond just creating the application, you play that second role as kind of a, a business strategist or a business manager. When is that important for people to realize that they need to reach out for those type of professional services? What would you say to them? Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm so glad that you brought that up, Jacqueline, because you know, what I've found in my life and professional journey in, in the world of business is that most people, and it's certainly no fault of their own or insult, are not business people. And, and the set of skills to run a business is very different than to creating a product. So we've all heard the, the, the statistic. Uh, about 50% of small businesses, uh, you know, fail, uh, you know, within the first seven years and something crazy like 80% of them fail within the first five years. And the reason why that is is because if you think of it really simple, like a baker, right, there's somebody who bakes and they bake really well. They create these incredible cookies. And they say, hey, I don't want a boss. I want to go into business for myself. So they create a business. Well, usually those businesses have problems. And the reason why is because the person who's running the business is not a business person. They are a producer. They create stuff. And they do it really well, right? The business person doesn't really create stuff, and that's not really their job. Their job is to grow the business. And those, those hats they wear is accounting, marketing, business development, strategic partnerships. They have a creativity, not necessarily on the product side, but a creativity on how to grow the business. Right, how to make the business more profitable, how to position the business uh, in the right place. And so what all that speaks to me is, is very simple, and it answers your question, is that if you want to create a business and you are yourself an entrepreneur, you're really an idea person, then what you need to do is spend your time building a team to run and build your business around your idea. And what you'll find if you just take a step back and you really analyze any successful business people, 
they all do the same thing. But we, we love to romanticize the story of the one person who you know came up with the idea, created the idea, and they just became a gazillionaire. Um, because it, 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 there's a certain romanticism to that. But that's just not reality. We do it with Mark Zuckerberg, with Facebook. The reality is Mark Zuckerberg didn't fund Facebook. He didn't even know how to fund Facebook, right? But when people saw the idea and he had a team of people, there was people whose job it was to set up meetings for him to get financing. There's people whose job it is to set up all of the legal requirements to make sure that the business was, was uh, you know, legally sound. He didn't do any of that. He doesn't have a law degree. Steve Jobs, the creator of, of, of Apple, same thing, genius entrepreneur and idea guy, but he had an incredible team. Even if that team started off with three or four people sitting at the kitchen table, that's a team, right? So you have to have that team. Well, Sharon and I, you know, it's the same thing. She came up with this extraordinary idea that came out of a tragic situation in her life, a family tragedy. She went through this extraordinary process, as you know, who've been following her story to be able to learn and to be able to program and to find other people who could help her to build this app, right? That's what her passion lies. Now, taking it to the next level, she's assembling a team of people that have marketing, that have business development, uh, that have maybe some strategic relationships uh, that she may not have, but who believe in her and who believe in her idea, right, and who are committed to making it, uh, making it work. Uh, and so I think that is critical uh, and in my own journey, when I was younger and started my business, when I was about 27, I fell in that trap. I, you know, I, I have a degree from Stanford, and I have great ideas, and I say, hey, I'm smart. I can figure this out. The reality is it's not about being smart and figuring it out. It's about being smart and having a good team. There's a great meme that's going around uh, today all through LinkedIn and social media that I love every time I see it, and it's from Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple, and he says, you know, it doesn't make sense to hire smart people and tell them what to do. I hire smart people so they tell me what to do, right? So that's a very different mindset. It's a sophisticated mindset, a humble mindset, right? It's not driven by ego. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's driven by humility and understanding that we're all in this together. You know, with it, that's, that's why the Golden State Warriors just won the NBA championship, right, because the team was so strong. Uh, I think LeBron's probably the best player on, on, on the planet. That's true. But the best player on the planet didn't win the finals because it's not about him versus somebody. It's about a team versus a team. And in business, you're in competition. So you're competing with other teams. So you want to make sure that you put together an all-star team. Don't worry about, well, I don't have the money to pay people. That's not the issue. The issue is people are drawn and attracted to passion. And that's why when Van met Sharon, the first thing he said was, where have you been? I mean, Van Jones is an internationally known uh, leader. He's an internationally known uh, media personality. He's connected to some of the most powerful people on the planet. And he met Sharon Simmons for two minutes. And his response was, where have you been? And immediately started connecting her to people. Why? Because he saw the passion, right? He wasn't saying, well, how much money have you raised for the company? Where's your team? He saw it in her. When that passion draws people to you, and you, if you're the real deal, as Sharon is, then people not only will be drawn to you, they will get other people to you. They'll connect you with people because they believe in you. When you operate that way, then everything will come. The resources will come. The funding will come. The relationships will come. The opportunities will come, right? So I, I think all those things, you know, come together. And it's like I'll end with my, you know, my favorite quote, Les Brown, which you actually alluded to earlier, Jacqueline, is it's better to be prepared and not have an opportunity and have an opportunity and not be prepared. I learned that when I was about 15 years old from listening to an old Les Brown cassette, and it's been a mantra of my life. And so part of that preparation is getting your team together and, and having your ideas solid so that if you've got an opportunity, that you're prepared. And I'll end with that. Thank you so much. Man, thank you. Thank you so much for giving us the, the the most powerful 30 minutes, I would say, of anyone who's listening. This is the most powerful 30 minutes of your day. Digest it, and it's here in our archives, because I'm going to go back and play it back. But I want to thank you so much for spending the time, and as always, thank Sharon for sharing uh, the, the the team that she surrounded herself with, and people, if you've been following the journey, you see how smart Sharon's been and, and how open she always is with sharing what she's learning along the way. 
But Kwame, again, thank you. And I wanted to share with our audience that uh, we do have your your Twitter handle if they want to follow you because and to see how to connect, get involved, even contribute. Um, the, I have uh, at sign Kwame, which is K W A M E, and then it's A N K U. Again, it's K W A M E A N K U. Um, Support. What you've heard here, powerful things that are happening. We've got a lot of people to still reach, so contribute. Find out how you can volunteer, give back, play it forward. And Sharon, while you have the opportunity, um, are there any parting words you have that you'd like to say to or about Kwame? Yes, Kwame, thank you so much for your valued time, your valued friendship, and I'm so excited that we are on the same team. Um, I will see you on tomorrow, and have a great day. Thank you so much. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. It's an honor to to be a part of your team and an honor to be on the show. And a quick correction, uh, the Twitter handle actually has my middle name in it, so I'll I'll give that to you. It's the at sign Kwame, K-W-A-M-E, then Y-A-O, and then A-N-K-U. K-W-A-M-E, Y-A-O, A-N-K-U, and you can follow me on Twitter, and just looking forward to connecting with as many of you as possible. Thank you. Take care. God bless. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. And so, as Sharon, again, uh, how exciting. So now I want you to pick up the story for our listeners and share with them, now that Kwame now being a part of your team, talk about some of the things that you guys have accomplished, some of your, your vision and just keep bring us up to date on some of the, your current activities. Ah, I can't. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> I can tell you a little. I'm being silly. But um, we have, Kwame is my uh, business, uh, my VP of business management, and he has been very instrumental in connecting me to the people I could say this, of Silicon Valley, and making sure that my vision and my product um, goes mainstream. Um, what I can say is um, the I Got Them app will um, concept, the I Got Them concept will revolutionize the way we report crime, and I'm so excited to be a part of the paradigm shift using technology. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, my heart is heavy because there is so much crime going on. Um, I just heard about the nine people that were shot, uh, shot and killed in South Carolina, um, you know, um, information is what we need. And we are in the information highway, and there's no reason why we can't get real-time information. And this is the reason, this is the sole reason why um, I came up with this concept after the death of my, my nephew, because I did not want this to happen to anyone else. And, and I want everyone to be able to have a tool in their hand for things like tragic things like this that, that God forbid, if they happen, at least if you, if, you, if you are a witness to this, you have the tool to assist you. Um, back to Kwame, I kind of went on a tangent there, but back to Kwame, he um like I say, it's been very instrumental. Um, we're going to meet in Oakland tomorrow um, for the uh, Yes We Code taping with uh, MSNBC. And we have a meeting tomorrow. Um, there's a lot of things moving forward. You're going to see some um, some really exciting things within the next, uh, I would say, within the next 30 days. Um, but I'm really, really excited. I'm I'm so excited. I forgot what you were asking. 
it is okay. You know, you are. You are uh, the audience probably just doesn't realize, but I mean. Part of it is just the connections that he's helped you make, everything from the White House to Google to different conferences, um, and exposure to Silicon Valley. And I want to just remind our audience from a perspective that Sharon is not a technical person. She isn't techie. She this wasn't, you know, her. She she has a full time job. Um, doing other things, but then when she got the passion and created this, as Kwame was talking about earlier, she connected with the right people, got the right team to then help her take this from just an idea that she talked about to an actual, she created it. So she created the tangible prototype. It's out there. You can download it. I have it on my phone. It's for helping to report mm-hmm. crime, but you got to get it in the right people's hands. You got to get it to the right. people who are witnessing the crime. You got to make the connections to the whether it's the police department or the um, different government agencies, so that there is a, that database that you need it. And so you needed mm-hmm. a lot of help to get, get make those connections and connecting right. with the right person. Presenting to the right person, and, and that's where the the story of Kwame comes in. So I know you know you're just downright giddy today, and and our audience doesn't know why, but soon, all we will say is soon she will have an announcement, and all of the uh, the, the giddiness will completely make sense. But just letting people know that you know when you're patient, when you're patient but diligent. And and persistent, and you stick with something, your breakthrough will come. And uh, you know, can, maybe uh, maybe you can share with our audience as well. It's been, and I, you always hear me talk about, it's been a journey. So you have a right to yes. be excited and giddy. But what would you say to people who are are starting out and maybe you know giving up or are impatient? Oh my God! Don't be impatient. Just um, you're building. You're it's a uh, it's like building a. It's like building a house, you know. You have to build a foundation. You got to build the walls. Then you got to build the insulation. You got to put the roof on. You actually have to be patient and build it until the house is completed. So um, there's no rushing a house to be built because if you rush, then the house may fall in on you. So be patient um, and enjoy the phases or enjoy the steps, enjoy the journey. And every step that, that I took in my journey, um, I, I was having so much fun. Um, I mean, and it's, uh, while you were talking, I was thinking of, I remember when I first started this journey, I did not know a person in technology. All I had was my phone and Google. I'm all, I always go back to Google. That's all I had. So my thought was, I'm looking at the time to make sure, because sometimes I get long-winded, excuse me. Um, So I look at the phone, and I'm thinking, hmm, I don't know anyone, and social media is going crazy. Who can I meet? So what I did was I would go to the tech radio shows, the tech website, um, Forbes website, and I would read about, don't forget TechCrunch, I would read about, these up-and-coming um, uh, CEOs and founders. And I would Google them. I would LinkedIn. I would look on Twitter, um, Twitter, and I would I would say hi to them, and I would speak to them. And, and I sometimes would get their emails, and, and, and I would introduce myself. And I was just, you know, I was busting the door down, you know. I, I, I was relentless. And... This is what you have to do when you believe in a dream, when you believe in uh, a, you have a vision, you actually have to work that that dream until it comes alive. You have to breathe life into it, and nobody's going to do it but you. You can't depend on anyone else. So over the years, I always kept business cards. Uh, all you have to do is ask me about the app. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very passionate about it. I, I usually don't have a script. I'll just, I just talk about it because it's, I'm so full of, uh, of, of 
my vision in making a difference in this world. So I don't really script myself out because I, I actually enjoy talking about it. But if I was to tell someone, you know, that is being impatient, do not be impatient. Relax, take a deep breath, enjoy the journey. And one one personal thing I want to mention, um, what drives me to do things on purpose is when years ago, I think it must have been 2006, no, 2002, my grandmother passed away. And me and her were really close. Um, we had a real, um, I want to say strange kind of relationship, but she was the type of person that didn't want you to hug her and didn't want you to kiss her. You had to, like, um, force yourself on her, like, grab her and, and, like, press her to get a kiss or a hug. And so we used to, like, fight. <laughs> and I I knew that she was like that, but I would do it on purpose. Um, but she loved it anyway. But when she when she passed, um, I remember sitting in the funeral um, at the funeral, and my mom and brothers and some other relatives were sitting on the front row, and myself and my daughter and some other relatives were sitting on the back row. And me and my grandmother used to stare at each other, almost like she was trying to read me and and I was trying to read her. And as the funeral service uh, people are, were closing the casket very slowly, I kept saying to myself, you got to say bye one more time while you're looking at her face because this is the last time you'll see her face. you got to say bye one more time. You have to. And I'm looking around the room, and there's a lot of people there, and I was like, oh, they sound like a fool. <laughs> and, and, the, and the casket lid is going down really slow, and I have this opportunity. I'm, I'm losing time. I'm, I'm, minutes are going by, and pretty soon I won't see her face. And finally, I lean forward, and I said, oh, her name was, we called her Ma, um, H-U-M. So, so right when it got almost to the point where I could, I could still see her face, but it, it was to the point where I almost could not see her face, I yelled out, Bye, Ma. And my mother turned around, and people turned around. And my mom goes, Sharon, please. <laughs> and I was so, I felt so liberated that I did it. I did exactly what um, I wanted to do. I did it on purpose. And to this day, I, I, I think about that moment because opportunities come. And if you don't, if you don't take that opportunity, to do what you need to do, that may be the last time. You may not ever get an opportunity again to do that. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, <laughs> Sharon, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing that story. You know, I just thought, I just realized Sharon and sharing, this anonymous, um, uh, your name <laughs> in, in the fact. You know, you you give, and and that's what I want. I look at our time, and we don't have a lot of time, but we've got to squeeze this some a little bit more in. But that's okay. that's your nature is to share, to give, and you're absolutely right. Throughout the journey, you have been smiling. People can follow you on Twitter at um, I got em, uh app. It's I G O T E M. A-P-P, just smush it all together, put an at sign in front of it. You will find her, and you'll see pictures of her at her interviews, um, at conferences, always smiling, the people she's met along the way. And so it's like when you enjoy the journey, uh, you don't have, I, I never saw where you were weary because you were smiling, and your smile was what attracted people to you, and things just came your way, and even that was on purpose because you were there, you were open to it, and people saw that you were open. And um, I, I think all of that is all part of your magic formula, and people just really need to resonate. If something's not working for them, look at someone that is working for her. Trust me, it's working for her. When you say something the next week, 
we talk about the announcement and the and you'll see the breakthrough. Um, it, it took time, but she enjoyed the journey, number one. But the other thing I wanted to touch upon, the whole time you were looking for and, and, and trying to get your app out there that's intended to help people, you were helping people by giving back. And that's something else. Sometimes people think they have nothing to give back. They've got to, they're trying to wait for their big breakthrough. But the reality is at every step of the way, you can give back, and you did it through reaching out to young people. So real quick, why don't you share with us what you're working on as far as giving back and as far as what's coming up. Okay. So um, what I'm doing is trying to um, speak to uh, youth from the ages of 12 into college. And I I speak at universities, I I speak at uh, workshops, um, high schools, elementary schools. I was just at BOT shop, bot shop, and it's a robotic um, team that competes every uh, twice a year here in Houston, Texas. Um, it's just such an awesome um, organization. If if you're a student who does not know how to code, not very good in math, but really love uh, technology, or want to learn how to um, to code a, a robot. You can actually go to the school, and they will actually teach you how to um, to code uh, operating a, a robot. And if you go to at least one competition, you will be eligible, guaranteed eighteen thousand dollar an eighteen thousand dollar scholarship. And that's so awesome. But that's just one of the um, the um, speaking engagements that I had here in Houston just last week. Um, also, I was in St. Kitts uh, last month speaking to the um, Fishway Bryant College, uh, Vocational Technical College, um, speaking to some of the, the their um, students. They're pretty much the end of the year, but I had uh, 50 students talking to them about um, creativity as a mindset, um, using your creativity in technology because you need creativity in order to create. So you can't just code. You're going to need to be able to use your creativity. Um, a lot of these students were interested in hardware, which is repairing or, or, or networking, LAN and WAN, and, you know, <clears throat> doing that type of um, technology. But I was trying to introduce them or invoke them into the software things, um, just like Kwame was saying and, and I had mentioned about using um, apps and gaming and being on the user side and trying to get them to think on the production side. And that was pretty cool. There was one girl in, out of all 50 students, there was one girl, and I guess that was at 1%. But um, that was that was pretty awesome. Um, my, next, uh, my next speaking engagement will be, oh, God, so many things going on, um, will be in, in the fall, will actually be in August. I will be speaking to the um, incoming students for during orient, orientation in St. Kitts at the same college, at Fitzroy Bryant College. Um, that's what I'm doing um, as far as giving back in, in our community, and I see our community as the world, not just Houston, Texas, not just St. Kitts, but anywhere that I'm needed, I will go. Um, I, I, I still see that 17-year-old girl inside of me where, where you know, I was um, not as good as everyone else in math, um, but I was very creative and not knowing what I wanted to be when I grew up. So I want to actually be able to identify with those students out there who want to get in technology but feel intimidated by it, and they don't have to. Because at, at my age, if I can do it, it's like I'm the eternal kid. At my age, uh, if, if I can do it, you surely can do it. So that's my that is my give back and that is my legacy that I would like to leave for my grandchildren and for and for others. Absolutely, absolutely. And I I dare say that creating and innovating at at you know, like you said, your mother and a grandmother 
you know, at any age, it brings out the kid in you. You know, I, you have, mm-hmm. you, I know you have a smile on your face right now. I, I can tell. Mm-hmm. And and that's exciting <laughs> and that's fun. So, people, it doesn't matter what your current job or what, what's bringing you income at the moment. You can still be creative and innovative. And something that Kwame said in the first half hour, the, the Internet, the Google, the, your, the laptop, a $500 laptop, can make all the difference in your hands and in the hands of a young person. So we've got to get the the word out. Like he said, you know, we're in an innovation uh, economy. We've got to transform mindsets. Uh, we got a lot of work to do, and Technology Express, that's what we're here for as well. And so, Sharon, I have to tell you, we're at the end of another segment and I don't, I'm, we talked about, I'm going to look at the schedule. I don't know when our next show is, but I know there will be another show. And because you, we've got an announcement and the, we've been following your journey, so we can't miss out on this big announcement. We'll get the dates and times for when we will okay. be continuing talking with Sharon again. Um, again, okay. thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your guests. Thank, thank you for you. our guests on the phone out there. If you've got a story you want to share with us, to any of our listeners, send an email to technologyexpresso at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, And just check out our archives. There's a lot of other great information, stories, guests um, um, out on our archives. You can go through technologyexpresso.com, and it'll bring you back to uh, Blog Talk Radio, and uh, you can go through our whole archives. But with that, I'd like to say thank you, Sharon, for joining thank us. Thank you. And uh, thank you to our audience. And we, we're hoping you're talking about your speaking engagements. I don't know if you'll make it to our July 30th Pink Tech um, Summit that we're having in Atlanta, Georgia. But to those listening, it's a Pink Tech Summit on July 30th. And uh, you can follow or email and, and get more information. You can also go to Pink powerinstitute.com it's pinkpowerinstitute.com and get more information about the Pink Tech Summit and there will be other innovators there uh, like the innovator of the um, uh, of the Purple Pocketbook which is helping women in domestic violence situations um, so there and there's going to be other innovators and women who um who are coding and making a difference. So with that, I'm going to uh, end our show with a couple of words from our sponsors and partners, uh, BDPA, another organization like Yes We Can Code and Black Girls Code. BDPA also trains young people through high school, college, all the way from the classroom to the boardroom um, and gives away great scholarships. So stay tuned, and um, we'll be talking again soon. Soon enough with Sharon. Take care, Sharon. Thanks again. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Join the evolution of IT and embrace the digital future at the 37th Annual National BDPA Technology Conference and Free Career Fair at the Washington Hilton Hotel, located at 1919 Connecticut Avenue, Northwest Washington, D.C., from August 18th to 22nd. BDPA is the largest African-American information technology association in the U.S., involved in training professionals and students in the fields of science, technology, engineering, and math. For the past 36 years, BDPA conferences have provided opportunities for innovators like you to get the knowledge and resources that are critical to stay on top. So please, from August 18th to 22nd, you too can join the evolution of IT and embrace the digital future. For more information on BDPA's National Conference and Free Career Fair, please visit www.bdpa.org. You've been listening to Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com for a full list of broadcast archives, social media handles, and upcoming shows. 
Keep up with Technology Expresso while on the go by texting the word LAUNCH to 41411. That's texting the word LAUNCH to 41411. Thanks again, everyone. And remember, listen, learn, leverage, launch. 